Father, we bless you and we glorify your name. We thank you that you are Elohim. We thank you that you are the all-sufficient one. We bless you and we praise you on tonight. We thank you for keeping us throughout the day, for watching guard over us, for not allowing any hurt, harm, or danger to come nigh us. Thank you for watching over our homes, for watching over our children, for watching over our marriage. For watching over us.
We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor. God, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart. Let it be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. For you are our father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. So listen, today is Wednesday, November the 16th. And this is the month of shift. This is the month of shift. Shift. Which means to cause something or someone to move or change from one position or direction to another, especially slightly to cause someone or something to move or change from one position or direction to another. Because I've been in this place of worship, um, especially this month, coming out of October, moving into November. Tonight I wanted to talk a little bit about shifting the atmosphere, your atmosphere with worship. Shifting the atmosphere with worship. So let me ask this question first. Do you know you can change every atmosphere with the power of worship? Do you know that you can change every atmosphere with the power of worship. Well, you can. You have the ability to not only shift it with worship, but with your words. Your praise will shift the atmosphere. Psalms 18 and 3 says, I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from my enemies. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from
from my enemies. Have you ever been depressed or discouraged? How did you cope with the struggle? Did you turn on the radio or did you start singing with all of your heart? The Bible says, and provide for those who grieve in Zion to, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Isaiah 61 and 3. Worship is not a one-dimensional sound to precede a Bible study. It is a powerful tool for you to change your world. Do you use worship as a tool to create change? Have you ever used it to shift the atmosphere in a room? Yeah. Mark 14, 3 and 9 says, and of course it won't come up. Mark 14, 3 through 9. While he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of letter, a woman came with an jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those presents were saying indignity to one another. Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me, says the Lord. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, whenever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will always be told in memory of her. True worship has one object, and it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Revelations 4, 10 through 11 says, The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. Worship is self-emptying or emptying of self, self, excuse me. It is the throning of one's self and cast their crowns before the throne saying, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. 
true worship is costly. I will not give to give to God that which cost me nothing. First Corinthians 21 and 24 says, and King David said to Arnan, nay, but I will verily, but it for the full price, for I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without cost. True worship changes the atmosphere. It releases heaven's atmosphere into the earth. True worship changes me. She wiped his feet with her hair is what this scripture is talking about. It's talking about the alabaster box. True worship always exposes vain worship or religion. But when we talk about shifting the atmosphere, we have to understand that worship has the weight and the authority to shift your atmosphere. Elisha was once faced with a difficult task. King Jehoram, a wicked king of Israel, was surrounded by enemy armies. He was in a pickle, outnumbered and overwhelmed. He asked for help from the good king of Judah, Jehoshaphat. Have you ever been in a big mess? Well, Jehoshaphat, excuse me, well, Jehoshaphat did the one, only, the one and only thing that could help him overcome insurmountable odds. He sought the help of a great prophet, Elisha. Elisha's response was classic. As surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, if I, if I did not have respect for the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not pay any attention to you. That's 2 Kings 3 and 14. It was obvious that Elijah didn't like the king of Israel, but because he respected King Jehoshaphat, he obliged. So Elijah changed the atmosphere by the power of worship. But now bring me a harpist, he asked. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came to Elisha. And Elijah was able to, even in the midst of the chaos, even in the midst of the confusion, he was able to shift the atmosphere of what was getting ready to happen. I know that when I'm in those moments of confusion and chaos, God will oftentimes bring up a worship song for me as if to say, I'm shifting the very mindset that you are settled in, in this very moment that will help you out of how it is you are feeling. It's the warfare that we are experiencing either now or later that should cause us to go into a place of worship that would help us to change the trajectory of the atmosphere for which we are in. It should change the atmosphere to a place where we can begin to worship the almighty king, where then the weight that we are feeling would begin to lift and rise up off of us. Worship 
Micah 2 and 13 says, the one who breaks open the, the way will go up before them. They will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. Jason Nelson's worship song, Shifting the Atmosphere, declares that our worship breaks chains and shifts the atmosphere. So let's talk about the power of words. Words create. The words we speak, speak out, create an atmosphere whether we want it to or not. Words were the precursor to the creation God said, let there be light, and there was light. Words are seeds that will produce after their own kind. Remember this scripture, the tongue holds the power of life and death. We have all met people or may have been on the receiving end of discouraging words that were, plant, that were planted in our childhood. Such words grew and bear fruit in, a, in adulthood. The woman who needs constant assurance that she is beautiful was probably told opposite as a girl. The man who grows up to abuse women may have grown up in an, an environment, right? Where that was the norm for him. You and I are in the privileged position of knowing that the tongue has the power of life and death. Therefore, we can either create life with it or we can create death. Create, creating our world with words happen when we believe the words. In the fall of Jericho, Rahab told the spies that the people were fearful because of stories they had heard. They had their own gods, which they worshiped. Yet they obviously believed the stories about the Israelites. God hints their hearts melted and their feet trembled. When we believe a negative narrative or thought, we will experience corresponding emotions like fear. Has fear ever gripped you to the place that you didn't even know what to do? But then yet God reminded you that here I am, that yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear because I am with you. That when you begin to worship me, worship then changes your mindset and you no longer have to worry about what it is that's going on. The antidote to fear is not neutrality. It is creative, life-giving words that will shift the atmosphere. In such situations, I find it difficult to believe the positive words. I manage to whimper. Speaking words of life when disaster is brewing does not mean you will automatically shift the atmosphere, but you've got to believe the words that you are saying. What words are you speaking in bad situations? Are you speaking good words? Are you speaking God words in the midst of your situations? When you have physical evidence of the negative situation before you, it can be difficult to believe the opposite. The solution is to saturate your senses with not only the creative power of words, but with worship. 
even if you just now begin to open up your mouth and begin to love on Jesus for all that he's done, for how he's just kept you throughout the day, for how he's kept you from danger seen and unseen, how he prevented the car accident, how he prevented death to come up on you or your children, right? How he's been keeping your marriage when it looked like it was going to fail, when he's been providing for you, even in the midst of all the layoffs, God has yet kept you on your job. When you begin to think about all that he's done for you, you should not only be able to change the atmosphere for which you're sitting in, you should be able to change the atmosphere for all of those you are connected to. Yeah. And the more you say it, the more you should begin to believe it. And then eventually you should begin to feel light on your feet because the weight of the world is shaking off of you. We've got to be intentional in our atmospheres. We've got to be intentional by praising God in the midst of a chaos, in the midst of not understanding what exactly is going on. It is an absolute must that you begin to open up your mouth and begin to tell God how grateful and thankful that you are. That you begin to tell him that he's lovely and he's kind. That he's wise. That he is the all sufficient one. That he is the alpha and the omega that he is the beginning and the end. Tell him how much you love him and adore him. When we begin to love on God, he begins to love on us back. We must be intentional about creating the right atmosphere, not just for ourselves, but for the family for our marriages, for our children, for our grandchildren. We got to understand that praise and worship are our weapons. Worship defeats depression. Worship overrides tiredness. I dare you to begin to worship God for who he is, for who he's been, and for who he is yet going to be. Worship confuses the enemy. You have, you, you sense the enemy on attack, begin to worship.
Yeah. Scripture says in 2 Chronicles 5, 13 and 14. And it was the duty of the trumpeters and singers to make themselves heard in unison, in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. And when the song was raised with trumpets and cymbals and other musical instruments in praise to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Second Peter 3 and 13 says, but according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. James 1 and 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. We have so much to be thankful for. So much. Yeah. When Mary poured out the perfume at the feet of Jesus, the text states that the fragrance of the worship filled the house. An extravagant worship transformed the atmosphere. Extravagant worship transforms the atmosphere of the heart of the worshiper. When you begin to open up your mouth and when you begin to sing unto the Father, your worship should transform the house. Your worship should transform your mindset. Your worship should transform whatever it is you are under or in the midst of. But if you don't have a heart for worship, you'll never be able to transform anything. Yeah. There is a shift in the atmosphere and something amazing is on the way. I believe that fresh anointing is headed your way. It's coming. God is getting ready to pour out a blessing. Your arms won't have room enough to receive. Get ready. But you got to believe it. 
You've got to do and become the very thing that God has called you to be. A worshiper at heart. Worship. It's the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration unto God. It is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration unto God. It's, it's an honor. It's something that we do in regard with great or extravagant re respect, honor or devotion unto him. Worshiping God to change who you are from the inside out. He tells us to worship him in spirit and in truth. But worship is far more than Sunday mornings. It's far more than Tuesday or Wednesday night Bible study. The Bible says that we are to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Worship is an act of love. It is a demonstration of love and there are so many ways to worship God. We worship God when we attend Bible study during the week. Jesus said, for when or where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. We worship God when we serve by helping with our youth or children's church. We worship when we share God's word with, and his love with new believers, reminding them that he is the alpha and the omega, that he is the beginning and the end. We worship God when we speak out for the marginalized and the forgotten. We worship God when we speak out against violence, discrimination, and persecution. We worship God when we love our neighbors and we worship God when we recognize our past failings and work to make amends. We worship God when we support others. What does your worship unto him look like? Come on, what does your worship unto him look like? Hmm. Do you worship only when you need something? Or are you worshiping him throughout the day? Let me end by saying this. 
Only you know what it is you give to him. Only you know whether your worship shifts atmospheres or not. But what I will say is this. Jesus said the Father is seeking worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Find some way to offer God his worship because he's due it. He alone is worthy of all the glory. He alone is worthy of all the praise. And he alone is worthy of all the honor. We worship God because we are required to worship him. It is he who saved us. It is he that is keeping us. It is he that is protecting us. It is he that is guiding us and leading us. Ah. Yeah. Worship puts us at the feet of Jesus. And it's when we go to the feet of Jesus, we can also find true worship. For truly the essence of worship is bowing at the feet of Jesus. God, we bless you. God, we glorify you. God, we honor you. We love you on tonight, Lord Jesus. And we reverence you. We thank you, Lord God. For you are our strength. You are our redeemer. You are our Lord and savior. God, you are so many things for us. So God, we make a choice to worship you in spirit and in truth. We love you, we honor you, and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen.
We love you, we love you. And we need you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. 